Welcome to the UK Made Easy podcast, where we help aspiring international medical graduates like yourself achieve their dreams of passing their PLAP2 and practicing medicine in the UK. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the UK Made Easy podcast. My name is Saif and in this episode we're going to talk about cues that come throughout your examination, your OSCE examination, your CLAP2 examination, how to make use of such cues, how to acknowledge them and how to use them to formulate your management plan so that you make sure that you are addressing everything that is of concern to the patient. So usually um, the case uh, with many of the doctors, and that has been the case with myself, is that we use whatever resources we have at our disposal. So when I was preparing for PLAP2, uh, one of the resources that I've had is that I've had two friends and we used to do uh, this practice on daily basis. Uh, with different stations so that we can ready ourselves and we can find out um, uh, the pitfalls that we usually fall into so that we can address them. Now, as much as this has been helpful, but there is a problem that I wanted to direct your attention to. And that problem is those guys, they're just like me. They're preparing for the exam like myself, but they're not trained role players. What that means is that they're not trained on how to exhibit certain cues, especially if we're talking about non-verbal cues. If this is something that you can relate to, then stick around because we're gonna talk about some concepts uh, that you should be thinking about and practicing for when it comes to um, uh, picking up cues and reflecting back on them. And by the end of this audio, I'm gonna tell tell you about a certain strategy that I used myself and it has helped me tremendously in uh, getting my skills up when it comes to picking up and reflecting on the cues. So usually the case what happens with uh, the practice that I've, that we are doing with many of the doctors is that they would pick up the cues, right? They would understand that I am frustrated. They would understand that I have a certain concern about something. They would pick that up. But what usually happens is that the usually um, try to adapt their tone of voice, try to adapt whatever they're saying, right, to accommodate that cue, but they do not vocalize it, they do not verbalize it, right? And as much as uh, this could sound like it's something that you can do, right, in your daily practice, but in an examination setting, you want to send out a message to uh, to your patient and to your examiner that you have picked up this cue and you are incorporating it into the management plan. So it's very important if you see someone who's being frustrated, if you see someone who's being distracted, right, not to just uh, adapt uh, your attitude towards that, but you need to say it. Mr. Smith, I can see that you are agitated and I understand what a difficult situation this might be. But by any chance, do you have to have any concerns in particular about what you are going through? So what I've done here is that I have actually verbalized the cue. So I've given the message to the patient and to the examiner that this is something that I see and this is something that I'm going to handle. But moreover, what I've done is that I used this as an opportunity to include some ICE questions in order to probe more into whatever is going on into the patient head. Now, if ICE questions is one of the things that you need um, uh, some tips about, please make sure to check out uh, the audio or the episode that we have. Uh, I've recorded it myself discussing some of the strategies that you can do to include your ICE questions. So the first thing that is important when it comes to handling the cues is to verbalize the cue, no matter what 
what kind of queue you have. You might think to yourself, this is not something important. I shouldn't be directing uh, or um, um, uh, going into that direction, but that's okay. Because like I said, these are trained rule players, meaning that if the queue is important, then they will tell you more information about whatever is going on, whatever, why they are frustrated, uh, why they are worried about the condition because it might affect their work, it might affect the sport that they're doing, it might affect someone at home. But if it's not important queue, because those are professional role players, they will give you a signal that this is not a queue, right? They will tell you, well, you know what? That's nothing of importance, doctor, i.e. what they mean is that move on, right? So do not decide for yourself if it's an important queue or if it's not. Let the patient do the job themselves, right? Um, now, the third thing I want to talk about is most important part is that when you pick up the queue, do not forget to address that in the management, right? So say that you've picked up the queue, that they are agitated because they're worried that their condition might affect someone at home, right? Now, what that signals for you is that in the psychosocial history, you might ask about as you might want to ask about the home condition, who's living with them, right? Uh, uh, who's taking care of the, uh, of them when uh, they are at home? That sort of questions, right? And then you want to come across in the management plan if there is anything that they can do so that they can uh, minimize the affection of the condition that they're having on the people in the household, whether they worry, they are worried that they might infect someone else, or they're worried that they're not going to be able to do their daily activities and they're going to rely on someone else to provide that sort of assistance. So do not forget, after you pick up the cue, you verbalize it and then you address it in the management plan. Now, another mistake that we see many of doctors do is that sometimes they go into some kind of a rabbit hole. For example, someone comes to you and they tell you that um, they haven't been able uh, to uh, carry out with their uh, with the duties of their work because of the condition that they're having, right? So many times what we see is that the doctor would go probing into that question more and more and more, right? And that's as much as this is appreciated and this will help you extract as much information as you can, but it might hurt your organization. Why? Because they might bring this up while you're asking them about, for example, their medical history, right? So you, you leave the medical history and you go on with exploring what the condition is, how the condition is affecting them, or why do they have the clue that they're having, right? And you end up losing your uh, train of thoughts when it comes to the history. So you might not want to do that. What you want to do is to uh, verbalize that you've acknowledged the, the, the cue, you've picked up the cue, you know that this is a concern for them, and then you can simply say, well, this is something that seems of importance to you, and we're going to talk about that in more details down the conversation. Now, what you've done now is that you've given your patient, right, that the, um, uh, the signal that you've picked up the cue, right, you've acknowledged it, and you let them know that this is something that you're going to talk about later on in the conversation without having to interrupt your train of thoughts or your train of questions when it comes to um, a taking question. And that's of particular importance because as much as you want to reflect on the cues, right, and give them particular importance, but you don't want them to mess up your organization, all right? So it's very accepted that you park or you bookmark a concern 
concern or an idea or a cue that the patient has and then come back to it. Now, of course, in the exam setting, when you are anxious, when we are anxious and when we think about so many things, it really helps to not be stuck in your head, which is something that we usually see with many of the doctors. They always think and when they ask a question, what their next question would be like, right? And they're not giving enough attention to the responses of the patient. So make sure that you always pay attention to what's going on in your environment, how the patient is reacting, what's their uh, uh, what's their uh, body language like, and you address anything that you find interesting or you find abnormal, but always feel confident that this is something that you can acknowledge, but you can park it or bookmark it so that you can ask more or probe more about it when the time comes for that uh, particular area. I hope this has been of importance to you. Please try to make sure that uh, uh, you do as much practice as you can. And with regards to the tips that I wanted to give with uh, regards to picking up cues and getting better at verbalizing them, what I always, always, always um, um, recommend for doctors who are making, uh, like myself, when I used to prepare for the PLAP2, who are making their practice with uh, partners online, is that you need to open up your camera right? Many of the cues that you'll be able to exhibit throughout your practice will not be something that you say, right? It will be something that your body language will, will, will give out, something like being agitated, something like being distracted, being annoyed, being frustrated. These are many of the things that you can pick up from the body language. So do not shy away when you do practice to open up your camera, right? And if you happen to be the person who's um, role-playing the patient, try to get creative with your body language, right? It will help you uh, better understand how those cues are being reflected, and it will get extra practice to your partner who's playing the doctor uh, to see if they can pick up the cue, if they can verbalize it, and if they will incorporate it into their management plan. I hope this has been useful for you. As always, if you have any questions or if you have any uh, topics that you would like us to cover in more detail, please head to our uh, Facebook page, UK Made Easy, uh, or to our Telegram group and post your questions there. I'll see you in a future episode.